welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, mostly movies and TV. Today, I have Ryan. Three, two, one. <laughs> I'm back, and no. you can't keep me down. <laughs> keep them down. In 2020, can you keep them down? I no, think we can get them down. Happy New Year. That's my New Year's resolution. Is it's to the put beginning down. of 2020, though. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're starting off strong. <laughs> there was a great clip floating around the internet of Tony Stark snapping his fingers right before the fireworks. Oh, yeah. I saw cool a little clip. bit of yeah. it. Yeah. Like and that's what he wished for. And that's, yeah. that's, that's what he that's wished what he for. Biggest movie of the year. I like that moment. They have a lot of those where it's the countdown so yeah, yeah if you, you play this at this exact time you get so and so remark you guys can't <laughs> see it but we have a lego bust of producer ryan's head and i'm gonna spike it on the ground oh there you go there's so many legos yeah. to step on and <laughs> audience really members man, so i just used only a few audience members <laughs> stick to all the way to the end we'll have a few fireworks to go off for yeah. you <laughs> just make sure that you hold your phone away from your face yeah keep it away there <laughs> especially if you're driving or doing anything yes. you know that yes. takes yes. actual concentration so <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Nick and Ryan. So the first podcast of the new year of 2020. It. Oh it's going to be a great year. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. All it is. So. All indie movies in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, we'll start off with a little bit of movie news. So the first bit I got here, we know how there is the release of Zack Snyder cut, right? Now they are. Yeah, have you heard of that? They released it. No, no, no. They, the hashtag, right? The oh, trending. Yes, yes. The hashtag, hashtag release the Snyder re- cut. Yeah, yeah. So, so now what's trending is release the JJ cut. So the JJ Abrams, I guess, final cut of Skywalker. Of Skywalker. Uh, Interesting. And so, is he claiming that there's a lot that I that wasn't don't seen? No, I don't think JJ Abrams is because I think JJ Abrams is at that point where they don't like the studios wouldn't try to push him around or anything like that because he's J.J. Abrams, you know? So... J. Abrams. Yeah, J. Abrams. So, (laughs) J.J. And so... So... They're all all they're talking about is that they want this release of basically JJ so, Abrams Rise of Skywalker without Disney or without any of the Chris. Uh, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what that so, would be either. And but, so, so it's not him, nor is the studio saying that it exists. It's, fans. it's just fans. Some it's sort just of fans. Uh, yeah. okay. At okay. least four fans out there on the internet that have <laughs> so started this could trending. Not make, is this, yeah, is this I don't know. Skywalker anywhere. on YouTube. Is it that guy? Is that, <laughs> <laughs> Shouts. It's the uh, it's the Star Wars kid, the one who got caught oh, dancing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened to that guy, but there's I, actually like a 25 minute pod racing scene in Rise of Skywalker. Nice. I, I'd like yeah. to see that part. I'd like, like to see that, that part. Yeah, there was. A, yeah, so apparently there's some stuff like on the cutting room floor, like even what we talked about, like the last two podcasts where you had uh, what was it one of the the, the Doctor Who's was apparently yeah, cast Smith. but cut out. Yeah, yeah. You had a lot of main is, things that were taken the problem, out. Last the minute. problem is they have all these other characters all this other footage but it leads in different directions in the story because they make it up as they go yeah so to cogently make a narrative that's better i mean the rise of skywalker's yeah, I, narrative anyway yeah it's impossible i don't think so what do you want to see and i don't know what's on the cutting room floor exactly either. i yeah. don't think whatever they cut if they added it back in if it would add anything yeah to it. exactly i mean if they did like a director's cut and maybe they added that stuff in if it was already like visually made or something yeah yeah then i would probably watch it or if they even added like d- like footage that wasn't made onto a dir- nine million director's cut, but something like a bonus features. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd mm. probably buy the Blu-ray just to see what they might have thrown and in. That's there. how they get you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how they get you. So, so, how much time would you add to the movie to until you say, "Oh, this is enough"? I'm oh, this is en- if it was like a director's cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess what was BVS's Zack Snyder's director cut? It was like a. It was like oh, three was, hours, right? Three hours plus. Yeah. I oh, think, man. and it's they, well worth it. The ultimate. Yeah. Explain the bullet. Yeah. Perfect. I more Lois Lane. <laughs> I think if they had like a three-hour cut, um, I would probably watch it. It's if only it was thirty minutes yeah, more. Exactly. I would watch it. If it was like two forty-five around three, because almost all these big epic movies are all close, getting closer to three hours yeah, now. Yeah. I would probably watch it. if it's anything more than three hours. I'd probably be like, I can't do this. See, there you know, are, I feel <laughs> like I, I can't. Listen, I don't. You know, I ride a little bit for BVS, but I know it's not a. It's an imperfect movie. I I ride it for the ambition of it, which is what I always like. A whole lot of it. ambition. But what I would say is, <laughs> what I would say is, there were things in there that were basically corrected by the ultimate cut, even though it's crazy long, and we can complain yeah. about that. I say get it right on the first try. Yeah, but... I, 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 agree, I agree with that too. But in Rise of Skywalker, I'm not sure giving me 25 more minutes where you explain how Palpatine's. It's back all rose. Is 
nothing but make it, yeah, or a bunch more Rose or some more Leia or some more Luke. I don't know, like it's gonna make it better. Yeah. What if it was like an what, extra what hour? What if it was though? What if it's it was possible. twenty-five minutes of explaining how Emperor Palpatine would that I, I take away would be, a lot like, of? Like it would make me happy, but I don't know that it makes the overall movie. Any it's better. a montage of him just working out with that thing in there, like attached to Carl him. Weathers yeah. from The Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. He's Push showing it. up. Push it. <laughs> <laughs> They're running around in the water like Rocky Three with the short uh, '70s shorts on. I could, I could dig that. I know. Yeah, cool. uh, was it one of the writers, uh, Chris Terrio, right? Because yeah, he's Chris the Terrio one who did Argo. The writer, so yeah, yeah, so he's the right. So you did yeah. Argo, but I'm noticing there's a pattern with him because he did BVS and Justice League, and now Skywalker. I'm yeah. noticing there's a whole lot well, of you have to watch the ultimate cut or you have to watch yeah, the three and a half there, hour there version. To I yeah, totally to, agree. There is some. I, why does he get story. so much work? He's great in Argo, which is a nice, clean, like maybe two ten movie kind yeah, of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Why does he get involved with these epics? Yeah, I, I always say like, look, if the movie, if the story you want to tell is three hours, make it three hours. Right. Yeah. The problem is when you're dealing with this huge IP, Batman versus Superman, the Skywalker saga. The Hollywood's going to demand two thirty or less. So they just they just are. Yeah. yeah. So don't have all this other stuff in there. But they just can't help themselves. I think I the problem with those three movies too is just that there is so much story in mm. basically your Agreed. one movie because Agreed. BVS is you know your Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yeah. It's all these things and into just one Doomsday movie. Scenario. And it, you yeah. can't help but get messy. Justice yeah. League. And there's a lot behind it, a lot of weight to it. Why do they put it on just one person's yeah. shoulders? I exactly. don't know. Let me yeah. ask you this question. Team or they need to have someone to kind of I bring like them back two in. Two directors for these big epic movies. Yeah. And four well, writers. Out for the Russo brothers. Yeah, I yeah. don't know that that's always perfect, but I think have the story in place. Right. Exactly. what I would argue. Uh, I think Skywalker's problem is different than BBS's problems. Yeah. I think Skywalker's problem is they made it up as they went. BBS was too much ambition. Yeah. Try, too much was... overstuffing. You know, <laughs> oh, we're going to, oh, you're going to tell me I can have Batman and Superman. Let's do it. Oh, Wonder Woman 2, <laughs> sure. Let's do it. Doomsday, sure. Let's do it all. Or the you know? dumb drive with Lux, everybody's Luger, logos already in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, like, ultimately, this, I, I don't long to watch a three and a half hour cut of Rise of Skywalker, but my question was, if they said, like they did sort of with the Harry Potter movies, we're going to take this last chapter, this third of the trilogy, and break it up into two movies, would you have rolled your eyes at that? I I would have rolled my eyes. Yeah, but initially. It, it, but, but if it was not, better it, yeah, overall, it was better. then I would have liked it. Maybe this yeah. was the one time where I would have said, well, they got to cover a lot of ground here. Let's do that. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. maybe if they did do did do two parts because a lot of movies were, or I guess your books too, because uh, your books of movies were doing that, like your Twilight, Twilight yeah, did everything. Yeah. Harry Potter did it. Hunger Games, Hunger oh, Games. Hunger Games. Oh yeah, Hunger Games. You know what? Yeah, I yeah. gave up so, after the second one. I never yeah, watched. Yeah, I never year. finished. I only watched the first one. Oh no, the, 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 I'm more of a the last one is terrible. Liam, so. Last one is <laughs> like terrible. Liam. <laughs> you like Liam? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I was about to say you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the fight. Obviously, Chris Hemsworth. That's not close. Yeah. So. It, I guess it like when it came to even like Star Wars, it would have been interesting too. Like if they would have done like the Lord of the Rings route, like yeah. maybe if they filmed all three movies back to back and then kind of released it, and then maybe had some budget left over to maybe do course correction if there needed to be some. Yeah, but now it's weird that, because yeah. you're gonna see like course correcting in Mandalorian season two and stuff, and I feel like again that undercuts a lot of what we're. You know, yeah, yeah, it kind of proves the point that that's it's not kind of terrible, imperfect screenwriting. So. Yeah. So other movies I got. Uh, so Jeffrey D. Morgan, he went kind of a little trending this week over on Twitter because he took a picture of him with his old uh, mask that he wore to, as the comedian in yeah. Zack Snyder's 2009. Yeah. And so kind of, uh, I guess, as a little bit of reaching with Jeffrey D. Morgan of maybe trying to bring that character back, the comedian, to mm. as well. Okay. And maybe kind of even just it reintroduced the comedian maybe with a second season of Watchmen because that did so well. I, I don't know if, I, yeah. I listen, I have a few people I know now have seen Watchmen. Mm -hmm. they, it took them a little while, but they caught up. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to write a review at some point of the whole season, and I really stand behind. I've slept on it many nights now. Drop the mic, yeah. call it a day. One perfect season, and hands up in the air I'm, I'm good i wash my hands of this i think it's the best thing i saw in 2019 i really do yeah the more i think about it the more i'm secure in that thought but is it rewatchable i will find out so. i think yeah, probably is yeah. the only way to tell there i yeah. think parts of it how many are. okay if they revive it if they do bring it back a second season how much time do you think would be best for that that breathing room, yeah, that breathing two, room. two to three years i'd say Go the Rick and Morty route, maybe I'm do okay a two to three that. year yeah. route. Okay. Yeah, something like um, a two year. Make make people long for yeah, it. Yeah. Make them wait. I, I wonder if they would even kind of try to crack open the Zack Snyder Watchmen and maybe try to do a prequel or even a sequel to that with including. This is a question or I even had if for we you, would actually. Want that, if so. they brought back Watchmen, but let's say it wasn't Lindelof and it was somebody else, but it was like 
the same sort of logo, the same characters that they're going to yeah. use, but it goes back in time or it's something totally different than what Lindelof did with his storytelling. Would that bother you or would you be okay with that? I u't uh, okay would it be it. connected to the series or would it be connected to just the it movie? It would be like a major or... prequel or a major postquel, you know, years and years after the fact. Mm. So um, we don't necessarily see the other Dr. Manhattan or it's way before when Dr. Manhattan first So that way it off. doesn't mess up the yeah, little yeah. Yeah. So you can you can still make it a bottle if you and want. By the way, so. Lindelof, I listen to his podcast and he basically says I don't have anything right now so yeah. I don't think it's going to happen mm. at he's, the moment. He's like I'm out of ideas. <laughs> it was all I put all my eggs in one. You tell that to the studio though. Just then the actors too. Tim Blake Nelson um and I won't give him spoilers. He's so good in it, right? He doesn't get a full arc but he's great in it, right? Yeah. He's reading the final script and he's sitting next to Lindelof when he reads the final script. He turns to Lindelof and he's like so when do we do doing season two and Lindelof's like what you think that's a cliffhanger and he's like that's the biggest fucking cliffhanger I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and Lindelof's like I'm pretty sure that's a clean ending yeah and it's all matter perspective you know so mm, he basically had to tell the actors like pretty sure that's it yeah but, I, uh, we'll see wow. I really like the ending of Watchmen the series the series yeah. Watchmen I thought it wrapped up really nice, and even though it had somewhat ambiguous ending, I don't think it was I don't a cliffhanger. Even think it's that ambiguous, yeah, I, I don't. I, I think it's clean. I think it's. I think. But it, it's but clean it is too. a matter of perspective. But you don't find out who Lube Man is. But we all yeah. know it's. Well, oh, we all know. We all know. Yeah, we all know who it's Ryan, and so, <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep him down. He's so slippery. I've been <laughs> in his medicine cabinet. It's gross. He beat yeah. me to the punchline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, tell it was you. <laughs> We've never seen Lube Man and Ryan in the same room together. That's odd. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind seeing Jeffrey D. Morgan come back specifically as the comedian. I don't know what um, that would be though. But it's just he dies in the in yeah. Watchmen, so I don't uh, know. In spoiler, the, but... They recently did the Doomsday Clock comic series where Doctor Manhattan saves comedian at the last minute, where it's kind of like a re-altered timeline type of thing, and it's in a different universe. It's complicated. It's comic books. Okay. And so... <laughs> How about uh, now? Let me ask you this: If they do a spinoff, maybe next year in tw- end of twenty twenty, they do a spinoff, not Watchmen specifically, but one character, the, yeah, like one I character would... or something like yeah, that. Yeah. What do you think about that? I like that. I would like to see kind of what Owlman's been doing. And I think that's yeah, that's never, something I've well, heard about. We know, it, yeah, we know. I guess semi spoiler. Uh, night owl is it? Night, night owl, owl or owl man? Yeah, there's so many owls. There is an owl man out <laughs> yeah, there, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and there is a night owl yeah, too. I know he's alluded to in the series, but you don't see it's him, uh, so. it's hinted or it's strongly implied that he's actually in prison. Correct, he was yeah. he was caught for being told, a vigilante. They basically say it outright. Yeah, he was caught. We don't know if he's still there, but he did go there at some point. But we see some of his stuff. Yeah, it's night owl. We do see. Night out? Night out. Okay, yeah. yeah. We do see a lot of his like toys hanging yeah. around and everything that the police have just like taken the schematics and mass yeah. produced a lot of stuff. And someday but... when producer Ryan watches it, when we catch up, give it some time to breathe, we may cover this and the loop from first and second episode all the way to the end. Near, nearly all, flawless. Yeah. Just nearly It's flawless. very good. You so, pulled back the veil, Nick. All the bit. audience members think that I have watched it. <laughs> all now the, they know. all the conversation that we've had about it. <laughs> He's on a movie and pop culture podcast, but he doesn't watch anything. So, <laughs> he hasn't even seen Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just he really just good at lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last bit of movie news I've got. So, uh, Apparently, Doctor Strange 2, the, what is it? Into universe, the multi- yeah, multiverse yes, yes. madness or whatever yeah, it is. Multiverse It's going madness. to uh, introduce or have a couple of brand new characters. It's going to be their debuts in that movie. Uh, okay. uh, they haven't said who it is. It's kind of a mystery, but Kevin Foggy said it's it's characters he's always wanted to work with. Fantastic Four. And maybe even Fantastic <laughs> Four. Make, it makes sense for yeah. them to introduce new the characters. Fantastic into Four. Especially... X-Men would be too much, but I think Fantastic yeah. Four think would be right doable, on the nose. Yeah, I so <laughs> I think it is doable. It's one less person. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, X Men has like five people. Right? Yeah, X Men. X Men has well, a lot of people. Well, like a lot of people, yeah, but like but a main, the main man. ones at yeah. five to six. Yeah, but Fantastic Four. I I would like to see them being introduced in that. Um, and there's also rumors that Scarlet Witch may be the new villain too, as well. Is that oh, so really? Scarlet yeah. Witch? So Kevin Foggy. Oh, one division um, was pushed up. It yeah. was 2021. So now it's 2020. We still don't know what year or how one division is going to take place because the vision. Did you see did... the art? It shows him in like a 50s. Oh, really? Uh, I I think yeah, I did see some the art. Yeah. Out there. Mm. So. We don't know exactly like what year WandaVision is going to take place, but apparently like the rumor is that uh, Scarlet Witch is going to be the main villain that sounds coming awesome. up. I like that. that and awesome. Kevin Foggy has also come out and said he's he's confirmed it. He said that Scarlet Witch is the most powerful character in the MCU. So I'm sorry if you really like Captain Marvel or Marvel, <laughs> but it does make sense that Scarlet Witch yeah. would be the most powerful because she has her yeah. and Doctor Strange. We've said it multiple times. <laughs> Doctor exactly. Strange sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he could have took you. Thanos very easily. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So I think that is a good way to go, especially because Scarlet Witch, she is one of the most powerful, like just yeah. Marvel characters oh, yeah. in general. Any anybody with reality warping powers typically is really good. And they've kept it to where her powers are just slightly vague in general. Like she can lift a thing, she can do a thing. She accidentally killed all those people in Civil War. Her, her power <laughs> of having she... like the accent some of the time is incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. the best power out of all of them. Out of all of them. So wasn't uh isn't she considered an omega level mutant? Uh I think she is considered omega. Omega, but they're not she's not technically a mutant yeah in this yeah it's universe, a weird thing yeah, yeah it is yeah. a weird thing but is um, she magneto's son in this universe or daughter in this universe? Is, I, guess we don't, I don't think it's so. not confirmed it hasn't yeah. been said they haven't touched on that until okay. i think age of ultron even like kind of uh something whatever came before age of ultron with the post credit scene yeah but they were called i think they were called gifted or something because because they could not use the word mutant because yeah of Fox. so they just kind of <laughs> kept it you know hush hush as far as what they really were um, but I think that'd be a really interesting way to go is to have her become the Agreed. villain Agreed. or start using more of her powers with reality warping. And maybe that's how you get vision back or just a weird version of there vision. Was some, so, there was some other, um, stuff that was animated in some of the stuff I was reading about, um, uh, is it not Aquaman, but the submariner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also being a major uh, villain. Namor, uh, Nate. Yeah. Namor yeah. Or something I, like I always that. forget his name. He was but... in the, uh, what was that? Not the Avengers, but, uh... he's in the Illum- Illuminati. With uh, that's a secret. That's a yeah, secret yeah, thing yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. Illuminati, which is uh, Professor X, I think Black Panther, Reed Richards, because he's a dick. And <laughs> and it, I think, it, this uh, was back in uh, the Illuminati's like... bad. Uh, not. I don't know if they're bad or not. I honestly oh, don't man. know too much about them. They're just a secret society. They're supposed to consist of the most, the smartest, some of the smartest. Is it the Revengers? It. It's it's like <laughs> I, I got it. Yeah, I gotta look it up. Yeah, I don't know what other groups he had. He's, he's yeah, no, he, he's the Marvel Atlantis. Namer, he the... was the king of Atlantis. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. he's the Aquaman of. Yeah, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was in a group with Captain America before the Avengers. Oh, really? Yeah, that was. Oh, I don't know. In the in the comic books, I know Jesus. it was. Uh, it was hinted at with his with the Atlanteans from Marvel. That was somewhat hinted in the Daredevil series, I believe. Um, it was just a at little too in the scene where they show like. Oh, Doctor Strange is located here, and so and so is located here. There was a mark like in the Atlantic Ocean. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, and that's they, right. They assume that's. I think be that was like, like that. Iron Man three or something. something or, yeah, yeah Civil War it's been so long. Like yeah, I know. So, but I'm really excited to see exactly what they do. I think maybe taking your hero and maybe turning them to a villain is kind of a good way to do it. I agree, and yeah. especially someone that's as strong smart. as the Scarlet yeah, Witch. Yeah. You know. It is a smart way to do it because it's just like, well, Thanos was the big bad, and it would be interesting to see where this would go and introduce those. And you don't just—I don't think it's wise to go right to Galactus, right? Yeah, away. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, once you agreed. go that big, I don't even know if they should go that big just yet. Yeah, because you because... raise the stakes. How many times can you do like the universe is going to die or whatever? Like yeah. you got to like bring it down to Earth. Level. Yeah, and that's what they had to do with Thanos. Literally, they put all the eggs in that basket he threw and they a had moon to make him at Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. And, a whole moon. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, Thanos. He's not even that like like high level right. villain and stuff, but they had to build. But they did a good up. job. They yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They, I felt like they did so, a good job in that. I think it's respect. good to, to allude to that villain, maybe her turning into a villain. But I would still like to see some more like grounded stories too. But there's certain characters you're able to do those grounded stories, and there's even well, Daredevil, Punisher. These are opportunities to do stuff that's really yeah. ground level, but they kind of squandered it a bit. So. Yeah, so we'll see if they redo that stuff with TV shows or it's anything. the Defenders. Oh, the Defenders. Yeah, yeah, the Defenders. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and he was a good guy, right? Yeah. He yeah, was, he was with uh, Hulk and uh, Doctor Strange and yep. Captain America. And we <laughs> so had, maybe he is going to. We be had a season one of the Defenders okay. too. So, <laughs> so the war is between like the Atlanteans and the and the surface people. Maybe gonna, I, don't like I don't know. Those I don't know. Those surface people. Yeah, all those plastic in the like, ocean. And <laughs> your take on Aquaman was pretty positive. Uh, just I fine. Did a pretty good. I, job I think I think I could give it another rewatch, but yeah. I've seen um, it twice. Yeah, it twice. I'd have to see it again. But it, I thought it was just fine as far as an origin. And just fine. A little better. <laughs> a little better than just. I fine, was I guess. impressed that like the stuff that took place underwater, they actually like it didn't look bad. Yeah, like, I was no, it didn't look bad at all. So. All right, well, that's all I got for movie news. Do you guys have anything you want to throw in there real quick? Star Wars Episode Nine, eight 815 globally. It is right neck and neck with Last Jedi. Last Jedi did uh, 620 domestically, I think, and Rise of Skywalker is at like 410 domestically. I think it's probably going to be a little shy, maybe right around there, but it's definitely going to beat Last Jedi's total global. Wars. Okay. Mm. so It's still going to make a lot of money, it's so don't worry. Yeah, don't you worry. But it's, it's still... probably going to make like 
one point yeah. four billion, maybe <laughs> man, one point four billion. Yeah, dollars. don't you? That's Disney's insane. like, who cares about the story? We're still gonna make money. Yep. And so, <laughs> wiping those tears with a hundred dollar bill. So, oh man, so it's been a year. It's been over a little over a year since oh, we've man. all been kind of doing the bot the podcast. Uh, do you have a hot take for the year, Ryan? Out of all the movies we've done. You need to talk to my agent to get me on for 2020. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to renegotiate so my uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, Now, after having experienced what it's like to be on Talking Flick for a year, there's some things that we need to work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, have your people call my people. Have your people call my There you go. That's the topic for the year. So. <laughs> I like it. All right. So we're just going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. So for today's episode, we're basically just going to be doing our top three movies that we've covered this year, kind of just according to us individually. And we've also got some categories we're going to hand out on, you know, metaphorical awards, I guess you could say, yeah. <laughs> to the movies, <laughs> to the movies that we have specifically covered here. Yeah. Best smile. <laughs> best hair. <laughs> best have beard. Have a bunch of Lego bust. Of best abs. Head. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll mail it to them. We'll mail it to the studio. <laughs> we'll see if they show up. We sent out a lot of invites. And yeah. so. <laughs> I mean, it's super fancy. We have a bunch of balloons here in the yeah. studio audience. Balloons. We have our party hats. And Nicholas Cage blowers. shows up. He's yeah. like, I'm here, guys. <laughs> Wes Bentley shows up. I promised him cocaine, you know. And so yeah. I sent invitations to all of them. Hopefully, they haven't responded, but hopefully they come. Hopefully, someone will come. Nicholas Cage will come for sure. Yeah. That guy, yeah, that guy goes to everything. And so. Literally heard about a screenplay that had him in the title, and he was like, yeah, let's <laughs> do this. I'm here. So, oh, man, so top three movies we've covered so who wants to go first is the top three movies all together since we've yeah. been on the pod okay, all together so the whole last year it's tough because most of the my favorite movies would be older movies yeah so it kind of rides out some of the newer stuff that we covered oh, that's so fine. i'll go first if it's yeah, gonna be okay. that, yeah, yeah, those yeah. are the rules i'll go first so clearly um with those rules in place i will go three two one three silence of the lambs i thought it was a good episode it's a great movie I hadn't seen it in a while definitely holds up um, still freaks me out. I mean, still like kind of messes with me for a couple of days mm -hmm. after I watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that one, it's a no brainer. It's an all timer. If you only see 50 movies in your life, that has to be one of the 50. Uh, number two, it was one of my favorite episodes. I think it's our highest rated episode. Is it? I'm not sure. Almost famous. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, I think, think almost so. famous it's is close. yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Rated Joker, one, our audience so. members they really like yeah both Joker and you, almost famous. famous. I was yeah. surprised <laughs> that you guys liked it. I thought it was a good episode. I forced it upon you, and it definitely still holds up. It's super super charming. Even the long version that you watched yeah. is super great, <laughs> which and, you know, took me by surprise. Yeah. And, it, and it really makes me miss as usual Philip Seymour Hoffman, who just like every time he's in, especially a side role, he brings so much to these parts. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it's so memorable, you know. So I love that movie. That's a that's a no brainer and then clearly the greatest movie of all time or right there with field of dreams is the greatest movie of all time <laughs> i appreciate talking no weekend at bernie's oh <laughs> my god but what i will say is it was great to have a discussion to write a review which i had never got to do for that movie since it came out in 92 um and you guys gave it tens. I was proud of you. Uh, I can watch that. Listen, that movie just never. He held us at gunpoint. So <laughs> you're gonna get us a ten. About that movie, I love. It's almost flawless, and uh, I appreciate the chance to have some time to discuss it. So those are my top three: Silence of the Lambs, Almost Famous, Shawshank Redemption, Number One as usual. Those are good top yeah, three too. Yeah, that's pretty those good. Are, to yeah. Yeah. Those are all pretty. If you guys good don't to watch. Those are solid. And, you know, solid. <laughs> and Nick, those three episodes are uh, evidence that we can be critics sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Just sometimes. All right, Ryan, what was your top three for the year that we covered? All right, so top three in this term. Yeah, I obviously I gave 10 to uh, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. But it's actually not on my top three. The oh, reason <laughs> the reason why I picked these movies as top three. Producer Ryan's an idiot. It has no <laughs> sense of logic or reason. Are there movies that I thought a lot about throughout the year? That if you say after, hereditary. After I Having, after having watched it, I think, oh, man, I kind of want to watch that again. Or, wow, that was a really good plot. 
oftentimes as soon as I watch a movie, it just disappears from my brain. But these ones, they hung to it and uh, uh-huh. they affected me. So the first one is actually The Martian. The Martian. Yeah. Was, okay, yeah. yeah I, I wanted really to give that. shouts to that one, but I just didn't have room yeah. with those other three. I uh, I really enjoyed it. First time watching it and it I didn't know what to expect and it blew me away. Uh, I thought that the concept was really good. Matt Damon did a... Matt Damon, right? Yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt yeah. Damon. Matt Damon, he did a, a, an amazing job in acting as in well as... In a difficult as, part where you really have to like him for that movie to work. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was just a fun ride and I really enjoyed it. The second one is... Hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> Heads will yeah. roll. Yeah. So I know audience members, our episode on Hereditary was super long. But All the people have that not... have downloaded that podcast are in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Nicholas Cage. Hey, <laughs> but if you have not watched Hereditary, you have to watch it. Even if you know what the twist is, it's just a crazy <laughs> ride. It's very psychological and the drama within the family, it's just so real and raw. And that's what made me just really think about it throughout the year. And then the last one was my own personal pick, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one that too. Was that was yeah, yeah just because it. It, was, it was a really feel-good movie. It was really funny. And it was just, it's like uh, what we do here every week. It's just a hodgepodge of yeah. just <laughs> improvisation. It's, uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it stuck with me. So, yeah, that's those my are favorite, my three. That's my favorite couple in film ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Bradley Cooper and Bradley Cooper Michael Ian Black. Yeah, Michael Ian Black. Yeah. Black. yeah. So, Great chemistry. <laughs> so for my top three, I kind of just kind of picked movies that I hadn't really seen before. It was my first time watching because I couldn't really put Scream in there because I'd seen it a bunch of times. Same with Final Destination. Everything, right? Yeah. So... Number three, I had to give it to Hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had and to give Therein it, lies yeah. the difference of this side so, of the table. <laughs> side of the table. <laughs> so I had to give it to Hereditary because I watched it once and I will never, ever watch it again. And the <laughs> fact that there's a movie out there where it's just like, no, it's good. I like it. It's mm-hmm. good. But I'll never, ever watch it again. I think it said something and it does stick with you. Mm. Um, number two is definitely Ford versus Ferrari because wow. it was yeah. it was yeah. a fun ride. Um, pun intended. Intended. And so, <laughs> so it was fun. I think this is something that's going to be a little bit more rewatchable kind of later down the road, too, as well. You and, got and Chris by the Real. way, the, the, just the numbers on Ford versus Ferrari it just crossed the $200 million worldwide. Yeah. So it broke even a little bit better and it's going to make a profit. So, again, a $100 million adult drama is going to turn a profit. Yep. That's good news for me. I think it's doing well, yeah. fans and critics, Absolutely. too. Yeah. And I think the thing with Ford versus Ferrari, because I am not a car person like at all, even though I drive a Ford, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that I was able to kind of walk in this, I know I'm not a car person, I was still be able to have such a fun time time watching it too as well and i do like a really good underdog story also yeah, so, yeah, agree, yeah. so ford versus ferrari definitely number two uh number one i gotta give it to avengers endgame just wow, because it okay. is really fun i still need to watch it a second time and i think because we've had a lot of things kind of wrap up uh this year that were just long progressions you know not like Watchmen that was one season but just right. other a lot of shows and a lot of just series that ended I think that the fact that Avengers Endgame, you know, the Marvel Universe, they were able to tie everything up in a nice, neatly bow. And I know it was a lot of fan service, it was but I really liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed oh, yeah. it. To make it fun. And, and the fact that it was fun, you mm-hmm. get a lot of closure, and it ends at a really good note. And, yeah, yeah. you know, just that a lot of things haven't been able to accomplish that. Well, I won't get into the, names, but they're able to do it. And again, it, it, it's fair to say the Skywalker saga versus the Marvel stuff that came out this year, because it's, you know, those are the two biggest things that are going on. Those are the biggest money makers aside from Frozen and some Disney movies like the Lion King. Yeah, reboot or just or Disney in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah Disney, Disney in general. Too, the universe. Yeah. But the reality is that these things it's hard to execute what Marvel did. Yeah. And I want to give it so much credit. And Avengers Endgame, if it was the top three new movies, I think I would have had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Endgame, Ford vs. Ferrari for 2019. Mm-hmm. Now we still have some movies I haven't seen yet. Yeah. But but so far, that's basically what I go. Marriage Story is probably in there somewhere now. But that that's aside having watched the Watchmen, just to bring this point up, it's so much smarter than what Marvel does. It's so <laughs> much smarter. And I hate to be the pretentious guy drinking the Perrier over here, but after I saw the Watchmen season, I kind of just it made Avengers Endgame drop down. A yeah, too, just because it's totally different. You know, yeah, just in it what is. They're trying it to is do. just it is so different. 
but I think both just also good, two, both worthwhile, yeah. but one is clearly better yeah. than the other. It's, it's definitely, though, too, when you're working with one season, it's a little bit easier to wrap that up with nine yeah, episodes. Nine hours of storytelling And then with different I, however many hours are in the MCU, you know, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, years, too. Hours, so, Why, so Watchmen is a TVMA, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it was on HBO. Yeah. So they have more and, liberty yeah. also to do yeah, some. Yeah. yeah. They can do it. But, but there's not a lot of stuff in there. In. Yeah. Definitely. There's a little bit of blue penis, but I would say it was <laughs> like, a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah. not egregious. Yeah. It's, there's there's like two or three glimpses. Just of the blue a Sue song <laughs> of blue penis. They even uh, <laughs> not not to spoil it, but there's a reference to it too there with is, uh, yeah. a character. Correct. And yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's yeah, joking and yeah, it's hilarious. And so yeah, but definitely worth the watch. But I think like because Avengers Endgame is comics, right? And I don't I don't consider Star Wars comics. I know there are comics out there. Right. Watchmen is comics. So they are side by side. I think it's fair to compare them to a certain degree. After the Watchmen was over, it was hard for me to say Avengers were the best movie of 2019. Yeah. It just was. Mm. So I don't know if that's fair or that's not. A but that's a TV show. Best comic somewhat series. Watchmen proves yeah. that you can have super thoughtful stuff with comic book characters and have it be mostly adult, I suppose, mm -hmm. and tell a great narrative, a great story. Mm -hmm. I don't know that Avengers Endgame does that necessarily. So 10 out of 10. I have a lot penises. of fun. I have nerdgasms there, <laughs> and it's cool to see Captain America with the hammer and stuff. But complete narrative? Eh, I'm, I'm just, not so I'm just sure. thinking about the audience in mind. When they made Watchmen, they were making it for adults, even though it's comics. I it, would like, agree with that, yeah. And with but Watchmen, the, cart the comic is an adult comic. Yeah, yeah it's it an, adult, an adult, comic. adult comic. But yeah, yeah, so the audience, because they're geared broad. toward different people, certain, certain themes and uh, with the writing in itself, you have to have it riveting for kids and teenagers yeah. and stuff like that. So I can see where the line is drawn, but I understand what you're saying, Nick. Yeah. 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 Watchmen is very good. So we'll move on to our next segment, uh, handing out awards. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. So we'll uh, say the kind of the award category. It's not a whole lot of awards, basically, this year. We may add some or take some later down the road. Who knows? <laughs> um, but our first award, for sure, is... Worst the... producer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The> nominees. <laughs> So definitely the first award is the Too Many Joker Award. Oh, so, Too Many yeah, Jokers. So too Many all Jokers. Right, so right. This that, is the most unnecessary film? I would say, <laughs> I would I would maybe... Most derivative Yeah, <laughs> unnecessary to basically semi-failed franchise, I guess you could say too as well. Okay, Not even failed franchise, right. but start up to a franchise at least it's, it's a little bit. It's a subjective bit. category. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It is. We can I, make I it whatever need, we I want. I need an so. example from you guys. Um, okay, you like, an for example, Joker. And so, <laughs> which, which Joker is kind of like, it's one of those movies where a lot of people really like it. Or I'll probably put it this way. I think it's just a lot of millennials really like it. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't the know. Gauntlet. I know, I know. I'm not, I hate to do the general thing, but I think this is something like a lot of millennials will like. Listen, just and, get uh, off our lawns. Just get off our lawns. All right? So, Stay off the grass. And I know Joker, it just made so much money. It made a billion dollars. You know, with, okay. what was All the budget? Like a, it didn't, 90 it didn't million? didn't make Frozen 2 money, but yeah, it, it didn't make money. But it had like 90 million, I think, in a budget or even a oh, little yeah, bit Oh, yeah, it was less. around there. I think it was, it was like in the 80 million yeah, so, range. And I think, too, just with Joaquin Phoenix, like he does do a good job in this movie. Golden and I'm Globe not, nomination for him. Let's yeah. see if he wins. So. And so are you saying that the Too Many Jokers award is for, for no. Joker? No, 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 no. My pick is not that. Okay. My, my pick is going to be Joker just because we've had the Jared Leto character before that. And okay. then we had the Heath Ledger Who, all within 10 kind of years. a little bitch about the whole yeah. thing, which is weird. <laughs> he, and I really uh, like is, him. I almost said Heath Ledger. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, Jared Leto. <laughs> Heath Ledger's fine with it. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's, he's all right. He's cool, yeah. yeah so, so I think because we've had three Jokers in the span of 10 years. You know a what I mean? very short and, span of time. And yeah. I think really the too many jokers award it could just go to the whole dc universe in general just mm. because of how messy it is so joker didn't really hit it home with me i know a lot of people really really like it especially for i guess it's emotional reason it but is it's just... my most popular uh review yeah. on my blog in years that people because can i wrote on. a bad yeah. review <laughs> and all they do is shit on me it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an so... army of white millennial boys <laughs> welcome to the real world, the real world. <laughs> yeah you're welcome so, America. <laughs> and i and i think too it's just We've seen a lot of things similar to this where basically it is like it is your fight club. It is your taxi driver. It does sure. take a lot of those. But elements that's what makes it derivative. It. You know? Yeah. What's original there? <laughs> exactly. And I think the fact that everyone's even just hammering for it. There has to be a sequel or there has to be a <laughs> franchise. You have to include in a oh, franchise. Man. And everybody seems to be on board with this except for Joaquin Phoenix because, you know, he's he's an art man. You know, he only was probably ever going to do this once and that's it. So. I would have to give it for too many jokers because we've had three different jokers okay. in you know, the I would past argue, ten years. I would and... argue this one point before we move on. 
if Joaquin Phoenix, if Todd Phillips believes that their art speaks for itself, this was an artistic venture, not something to make money, not a Batman thing. Yeah. Drop the mic and walk away. Don't make the sequel. Right. If mm. you sell out and make the sequel, you're going to undercut your point initially anyway. Yeah, exactly. So let's and like, see what happens. And like we talked about that Joker episode too, it's just that character feels so off the Joaquin Phoenix portrayal. Like, yes, it's good, but it feels so off compared to doesn't what, feel like Joker. Yeah, exactly. Basically, that's basically it, what we said. Yeah, it's definitely a very sad, semi-original, not original at all story. So, Let's go around the table real quick. I yeah. know we none of us really gave it a super positive review, but is anybody clamoring to see it a second time? Did anybody see it a second I time? I probably wouldn't watch it a second yeah, time. No, no. It put me in a pretty dark place, yeah, and I don't want to I mean, go back there. <laughs> I think definitely better than Jared Leto's performance. You know what I mean? Just because it is Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Definitely better Joaquin than Jared Phoenix Leto's. Joaquin Phoenix is but, great in the movie, yeah. but the movie itself, what it, the themes that it's playing with it's just it's the worst of me yeah yeah very it feels it feels very made for i don't even know how to say it It does feel made for basically like a younger audience even though i am a younger audience it didn't really exactly hit home with me i know a a lot of people really like it but it just felt like okay a lot of it did seem somewhat predictable and a lot of it's just like this does not feel like an actual joker movie basically a a means um, i predicted it before it even came out yeah (laughs) there you go yeah Yeah, again (laughs) but basically it was a means to like introduce children to Scorsese movies. Basically, yeah. yeah I don't more think that's or less. a bad thing necessarily, but why did it have to be that character? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. So, agreed. Exactly. So I think it was pretty much not even really too much of a big swing and a miss because it just it just takes so much from other movies and it just yeah. boils it down to this. So all right, what do you guys got for awards for so, too many jokes? So for me, I kind of consider this category as like the most unnecessary film of 2019. I, I'm not going to put a Star Wars movie in there or anything like that. Mine you know, and it's sad because I sort of had minimal to high expectations of this movie, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, that's I a good it. one. That's a good one to it. give it. Comes, yeah. I, I sit down. I got my popcorn ready. I'm like, just be good. <laughs> come on. Come on. James Cameron, Linda Hamilton. Come on. Get this right. Maybe you can refresh the franchise yeah. or at least end it on a positive note. Nope, it's useless. Pretty much garbage. <laughs> it's crappy narrative. Yeah, it's watchable. I probably won't ever watch it again, maybe 10 minutes of it if it shows up on HBO. But they really just wasted. They wasted yeah. the Hamilton. The uh, director was from the Deadpool movies. He didn't really have a story to tell. Another Terminator. Uh, Mackenzie, I always mess up. Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie mm-hmm. Davis, Davis. You know, yes. shows up. Too many characters. The the new they kill what's his face right in the beginning. Oh, it uh, just all Furlong. felt. It felt like yeah. Genesis, or it felt like the other one. Yeah, uh, Sa- Salvation, or mm. what, what was the one before that? Rise of Machine. Rise of Machine, which is like yeah. a hodgepodge of all these things we had already seen that already didn't work, as we mm-hmm. pointed out. So why are they doing? It? If you're not bringing anything new to the table, why bring Linda Hamilton back and waste her? It just didn't make any sense to me. I thought it was derivative and unnecessary, and I hope it's just this term. Terminator thing is over. Yeah. Let's just that is, it, put it to bed. That is a great yeah. award for too many jokers. Yeah. It's yeah, the Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. So. And I hate to say it because I did I, it's not like I hate those characters, but it's enough. Enough already. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what we're doing is we're throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah. You, got, you picked Joker. Yeah. You picked uh, Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate. Fate. I got one that probably make a lot of people angry as well. Oh. Um, I was initially going to go with Terminator Dark Fate, but since you stole it, I'm going to go with my second one. And that will have to be Captain Marvel. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. You guys don't really like that one. Yeah. yeah. I haven't given a second watch. Yeah. Haven't given neither, a second neither. watch. And it's not like it was a terrible movie. It's just unnecessary. With yeah. Marvel pushing out a bunch of movies, they wanted to introduce Captain Marvel before Endgame started, and ultimately she did nothing for the MCU. Uh, MCU. So, well, I don't totally agree. With that. <laughs> well, in Endgame, she's in there for her, all but... of five to seven minutes. Yeah, you know I, mean? I actually yeah. like so... her opening entry where she saves Tony. Yeah, is, that's fine. Yeah, that's powerful. The rest of the stuff she does kind of useless. Yeah, yeah. So. and and to be honest, they could have done anything to bring Tony back to Earth. Yeah, it didn't have Thor, to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, you know the Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly, so. exactly. But uh, Captain Marvel with the the movie, it was very lackluster. It was just a regular Marvel movie that yeah. came out as a period. It's a Phase piece. One, yeah, yeah, type of story. Exactly, yeah. and it it just seemed like it was trying to hook you on nostalgia. Hey, remember uh, 90s? Yeah, 90s. Flannel. <laughs> I wonder like what happens to that movie in retrospect now we've some time is spent past that film. It comes out on the he- on uh before Endgame. So it made like it made over a billion dollars, but I think some of that was like is there something in there we need to yeah. know before Endgame? Yeah. If it comes out on its own separate from Endgame or after Endgame, I bet you it does significantly worse. Mm. Yeah. Cuz it is kind of a choppy movie. Yeah, I didn't yeah. hate it. 
but it was. I think I, I didn't hate it either. I didn't think it was terrible, but I just felt it was unnecessary for the Marvel franchise to put this out, especially like. And it's nothing against Brie Larson or any of the other actors mm-hmm. that they're. They did for, a great remember job. Remember, for Marvel, it was the first female-led superhero film they made, and it did do very well. Now, my point back then was always, you got Black Widow already. Yeah, it, why not her. do that? Exactly. Yeah, why exactly. Not I'd heard go out there and do it, but Better instead they interview somebody brand new. <laughs> I definitely, weird. and we've talked about this before, I would have rather watched a Black Widow movie me as too. opposed to a Captain Marvel yeah, movie yeah. at the time. And I think just with that movie in general, Captain Marvel is something that's just fine. Feels like it's being yeah, forced yeah. upon us as far as like, no, this is really good. This is really great. You know, it's it's something that the world needs and everything. And I think you even just kind of go into like, you know, the whole where, it upset you know fans and nerds where they're just like Captain Marvel's the strongest character in this and it's <laughs> yeah. like okay all right we got you know we, we gotta, gotta draw we gotta draw the back. line yeah. somewhere you know where it's just like and it's not that we have a problem with there being a strong female character or anything like that or one of the most powerful characters being female I it's like just, her it's, more than you guys do. yeah I like Brie yeah. Larson it's just even do. when they explain Captain Marvel's power it's like okay it's derived from the Power Stone but there's other things that are sometimes more powerful than just the Power Stone yeah yeah you know I, I do think and, some of her acting in that film is interesting some yeah. of her looks she just doesn't. It's not written well for her, unfortunately. Yeah. But some of what she does, I think it's fine. I think yeah. it works for me. I think even just kind of remembering, it feels a little dry too. Yeah, like a it bit. Feel, yeah. But the, it is your phase one. You know what I mean? And on all of those phase ones, kind of sort of feel very dry. But this came out in phase three, though. exactly. It's your origin story. <laughs> yeah. The only one that did not, where it was kind of like your origin story that did not feel dry, and I really like Panther. <laughs> Unfortunately, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that was a really right. good. That was a really good origin that I really those, liked. And so, uh, to your point, Guardians of the Galaxy, I really liked Black Panther. Also, because it brought all this new stuff to the table. Yeah, was also like this is different. Yeah, it's a Phase One storytelling and Phase Two or whatever. Yeah, whatever out, it was. But yeah. it brought all this new stuff to the table. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy took what they were already doing, which was quick quips and stuff, and just made it like, oh, it's a comedy. And in I space. love yeah. that. Yeah, and that was <laughs> cool too. But but like now, Captain Marvel it, was neither of those. Exactly. Yeah. Comparing the two, yeah. it, it Captain Marvel was not within the same category of those. It's like saying, hey, I want waffles, but then they give you pancakes. And you're like, okay, I guess this is fine. It's yeah. close enough. I don't think it's a bad pick, but I would say like for other movies, like I even think the first Captain America that I'd have to rewatch, I haven't seen it in a long time, but certainly like Doctor Strange. Yeah. I like Captain Marvel better than Doctor Strange. Well, that's what do. that Doctor Strange came <laughs> out in like 2016. 2016? Yeah. 15, yeah. Maybe. So, phase two. Ah, uh, who so. knows? Yeah, but yeah. 20, origin story. For 2019, the Too Many Joker Award goes to Captain Marvel for All me. right, there okay. it is. Okay, all right. right so. You know, if I wanted to be super controversial, I would have threw the Irishman out there. <laughs> oh, the more I get away yeah. from that movie, the least, the less I like it. Yeah. But it's not quite that level, so I'll stick with mine. <laughs> That's why I didn't like Joker. Not enough jokes. Yeah. Not enough funny jokes. Just sad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> As a Marvel fanboy, I'm just like, oh, I don't like this at all. Yeah, come on. And no post-credit scene. No post-credit scene. <laughs> yeah, but I think if I had to redo the Too Many Jokers Award, I'd probably give it to uh, Terminator Dark Fate. That yeah. just kind of flew over mine, but yeah, that is sure definitely, <laughs> I think that is something that's been beaten to death a couple more times yeah. than it should be. But. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> even when she says it she's just like this time do- i really gotta say i this. won't be back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man uh, yeah. so uh move on to our next award uh so best comedy so best comedy best that comedy. we covered mm, i don't want to um, go first I-, I can go i'll go first uh i'll give it to my best friend's wedding oh, i really i really liked it so okay. yeah i, I, I was <laughs> kind of on the fence between wet hot american summer and my best friend's wedding but i think it's just with and they're both kind of oldish movies. They're uh, both my, older, yeah. Yeah, they're both older, but My Head American Star is really, is really, really years. good. Um, yeah. But My Best Friend Wedding is still pretty, it's still pretty funny. I it's think a it great holds narrative. Up. And, yeah, it was cool. And I just, I like it when, you, you know, You Cameron always Diaz say the is, lightning in a bottle thing. That was a weird screenwriter and a weird director yeah. kind of coming together. Uh, Julie Roberts as like a villain, basically. It was just She's like terrible. She's yeah, awful. Yeah, no, Man, she commits so a felony in there somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird Definitely. convergence of things happening. Yeah, that at the time but, was super groundbreaking. This point, and I think uh, with What Happened American Summer, like I could definitely rewatch that. It's and a great, yeah, yeah. Best I was glad wedding, we did that. Yeah, one. so, but that's my pick. My best friend's wedding for me. Uh, it, it's actually not going to be uh, Wet Hot American Summer. For me, it's going <laughs> to be Hot Fuzz. Wet Hot American Summer oh, yeah, was, that was good. A good one too. I forgot we did uh, that one. Hot Fuzz was good. Yeah. yeah, Wet Hot American Summer was good, and it was just a lot of random humor. But with Hot Fuzz, it actually was very clever. It was very funny. Good British narrative. Yeah, Simon yeah. Pegg. And there was a lot of times where I stopped the movie because I was like, man, that was so good. I had to, <laughs> <laughs> I I had like to give it to I, it, so. I enjoy that one for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Hot Fuzz for me. Now, mine's a no-brainer. It's not even close. It's on the all-time list. 
Oh, he's so, at 8.5 uh, weeks. Why don't oh, we just pretend is. he's not dead for a while? <laughs> <laughs> Richie. Of course. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. It is a classic. Even though, yes, it shows age. Yes, it has problems. It's a fun ride. Yeah. It's an original story. It's a high concept comedy. You know what? It still works. I, I will give it to Weekend at Bernie's that I haven't seen another movie where they take a dead person and make it seem like Not yet. Not, <laughs> not that good. They could have done that hereditary. Man. Oh yes, yeah, that doesn't Army match man, yes. up to Weekend at Bernie's. Not close, right? Well, actually, it was really close up until the end. Okay. You know, like the All end right. of Swiss Army <laughs> Man get was very one. terrible. <laughs> All right. So uh, next segment or next award is best sci-fi. So oh, best okay. sci-fi All right. watch. All right. So uh, I'll go first. So I'll have to do it to the very first podcast episode, Starship Troopers. It was the first podcast that I had ever done, and I think Starship Troopers it does hold like this little special area <laughs> like as far as that like sense yeah. yeah and so it's it's it has a huge cult following. it does it does yes, have a very does. huge it did not do well i believe at all financially nope. um awful special events. but it real oh man i don't know when i when i when i, I wasn't on it, that episode we yeah you weren't on that those. episode but when i rewatched, i was like you know the effects are not that bad mm-hmm. like they do have that mix of your practical and of course like your cgi and everything and of course you know you always you always give it a little bit of a curve when it's something a little bit older too yeah and when it came out i think 97 or something like that i'm just like at the time it was nominated for best visual effects yeah Award. it's got some good effects and of course <laughs> it's got crazy. the blood it's got the gore <laughs> The only good bug is a dead bug. And so, <laughs> so, and I like how they do it. You know, it's got your fascists, you know what I mean? It's, it's basically where you've got Neil Patrick Harris dressed up basically as an SS soldier. And so, crazy, yeah. It's Paul and, Verhoeven who did like basic instinct and, showgirls, total recall. Yeah. First RoboCop, if I'm not first mistaken. RoboCop. Yeah. So like he's, he's a weird director. Yeah. And what's interesting too, is because he takes this, it's very satire. It does poke at fun and a lot of things. Does, but yeah. Paul Verhoeven, Verhoeven, I always say his name wrong. He actually grew up in some sort of Nazi occupied uh germany at the time i think really? yeah, yeah. yeah so wow. he does kind of come from those roots um he's, he's dutch I think. Is he, yeah he's yeah. dutch yeah so he okay. did kind of grow up somewhere in that area at that time but i do very much enjoy like starship troopers and that's what i have to give like for best sci-fi so. okay i was All the right. first podcast i listened to of talking flick and i remember like hour 45 hour 50 in i'm like wow they're still going that's pretty good. yeah exactly <laughs> but exactly. i enjoyed it so and i'm here today scene so. by scene oh my yep. gosh yeah. <laughs> that was harder than it is we don't talk about the dark times yeah hey, I saw some of those episodes i like yeah <laughs> yeah some of these movies we could do that again but maybe not yeah so i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> uh do you want to go first i, I can go yeah, second yeah. so this is All best right. sci-fi for me you know, it's tough because there's a, we cover quite a bit of sci-fi. The Martian is a beloved movie. Empire Strikes Back, these movies are beloved, and I love them so much. But after watching it again this past year, it still holds up. The Matrix, it's just too good. Oh, it's too smart okay. at the time. It was all so right. original. I think it's wasted a little bit on you guys because of all the yeah. memes and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. No, I you could have saw it in real time in 99 when it came out. I did. It was like nothing <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen before. Well, your opinion doesn't matter. So I, I still have to I have to give it to The Matrix. I'd be remiss okay. if I did. Okay. All right. What about we you, We covered Ryan? a lot of good sci-fi ground this year. Uh, for me, it has to be Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Very good. I thought that okay, one was yeah. really good. Uh, initially, I was going to go with... Um, with Star Trek 2009, but then I thought... I love that movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, okay, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow was really good. Actually, it was the first time of watching it, and I knew the premise of it as well as I knew about the manga that it comes from. And it was still fun. Yeah, and it was was a fun ride. Very, very well done. Um, Tom Cruise and what was Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Oh, man. Great chemistry. Yeah, great chemistry and together. what's funny about that is that it proved to be rewatchable for me, which I wasn't sure up until we did the mm. podcast on it. Yeah, and it, and it, time travel, those scenarios are always hard to do. Yeah, yeah. And you do it very well in this movie, so I we it. We said it at the time, if I recall. I don't remember exactly what we said on the pod, but it's like the, we talked about how the, all the video game movies are shitty. Yeah. This yeah. isn't necessarily based on a video game, but it's like a video game yeah, movie. It if is, you consider yep. it a video game movie, I think it's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give an honorable mention because I thought you guys would mention it but uh star trek definitely still. star trek 2009 yeah yeah you know i thought that movie yeah, yeah. yeah. it was my first choice yeah, first yeah time okay i, pick I thought I you really guys were gonna pick movie. it so i was like it's okay. just a tiny bit under matrix empire <laughs> so i think it's yeah. just a tiny bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right I love it. it's super super rewatchable i actually think it, it, you'd have to push push me on it and i might have spent some time on it but i think it's peak jj abrams yeah I really do mm. yeah 
definitely i can see that <laughs> uh so next award we'll go into is best tangent so we always like to go off oh, on tangents. okay all right uh, captain all right. tangent i am going to give this fire producer <laughs> i'm gonna give this to every star wars tangent we ever had about oh, talking about the last jedi and so, uh, okay. <laughs> hashtag schneider yes. cut yeah. dominated us for a year yeah so just, we talked about it a lot where it's just like well, let's get into it in the last okay. jedi we, all right. we, every time we we knew we were gonna go into a challenge like we'll save it for when we do yeah, star wars we'll fair, save yeah. it for when we do that's Star Wars, Last Jedi so. was the probably so the that's one. mine for best tangent award. So <laughs> I think uh, mine, mine's too many jokers. Had okay, to be too many. Oh, okay. Right. yeah, that's from a good the one. moment they like decided they were gonna do this. I was like, too many effing jokers. Let's just put a stop to this. <laughs> and uh, there you go. I just I stand by that. <laughs> uh, I my favorite tangents are probably when Nick and I go back at it with uh, and you lose no uh, over and over and over the, again uh, <laughs> our our hidden secret sexual um, uh, <laughs> oh is like, this for Tim Robbins <laughs> creepy Tim Robbins or, uh, oh yeah I just no, watch Robbins. him sitting there <laughs> <laughs> no not just Tim Robbins but um, I feel like I'm part of that what, <laughs> no <laughs> you definitely get into it also they, oh Nebula yeah, and, yeah, like, Nebula oh, and stuff okay, like that yeah, all right. oh, the inappropriate stuff it's yeah. obviously Gamora every That's green chick oh, yeah, yeah. Every know. green chick out there, <laughs> or blue chick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is about the green alien, blue from alien Star Trek girls. <laughs> <laughs> but but those are some interesting uh, tangents that you get a little peek through the through, through the, the veil. Glass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what are they really into? <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of green and blue. So a lot of tangents. And by the way, I stand by all those tangents. Aliens. Every single one of them. Totally into aliens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next award, worst film of the year. So I. This is on the pod, right? Yeah, this is okay. on the pod. Everything we caught into the pod. I okay. mean, if you want to go off the pod, we'll just label no, it as no, a no, tangent. No. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, just off the pod, I think just in general too. I'm just from just kind of briefly looking at what we've covered. I'm gonna have to give it to Dark Fate because of just wow, how beaten over the head impressive. it is. Mm. And as far as like newest films that came out this year too, I'll kind of have to throw it into that category. So new films that came out this year and something we covered on the pod. Um, feel free to bend that on your own too as well. <laughs> I'll have to give it to Dark Fate just because of how beaten over the head we are and just how much it doesn't like hold up at all just as a franchise too. Uh, to me, it's a it's a heavyweight boxing match between Ricky O and the Human Centipede. Oh, and I don't yeah. think uh, two heavyweights really slugging at it to be the yeah. worst. I consider uh, those two like in a different category. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, those are. But I mean, we watched them. We covered them on the pod. We did cover so them. They seem to be fair game. And I'm going to lean just a tiny, tiny bit to the human centipede. You know, I would probably watch Dark Fate over human centipede. I would too, watch Dark so, Fate over yeah. human centipede. I would probably watch Ricky O over human centipede. But I pray to God I won't have to. I think it's just a blanket statement that human centipede 2 is the terrible one. Yeah. But what what other one could it be? I mean, Brightburn, the more the further I get away from it, the less I like that movie. Yeah. But, yeah, I, but I don't think it's 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 worthwhile one one time probably yeah human centipede it's not necessary riccio it's not necessary so. <laughs> dark fate semi-necessary um, again like there like are the things that, like i could see myself at nine o'clock at night hbo it's on giving it five ten minutes i would not do that for centipede okay. i would not do it for riccio i probably wouldn't do it for brightburn but there's a couple scenes in brightburn that i actually like fair enough Mm, interesting. Off off pod, Men in Black International was terrible. Okay, yeah, off idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, oh, I'm trying to to figure it out. Honestly, uh, like disappointing. Not really a terrible movie, but uh, I know. Tyler, you're going to hate me for this. Oh, no. It's probably I Final like Destination. It. Ooh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, definitely Human Centipede is is the worst. But yeah, I, without you saying. Just lost, yeah. You just lost a Twitter follow. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't really into uh, this is into the first Final one, Destination. Right? Yes, the yeah. first one. <laughs> um, like I And I see, I give it its merits and stuff, but I wasn't into it. And you can fight me over it if you want. You That's can, okay. We will. Yeah. Come, come and fight me. Because you have to watch final destination four and so <laughs> i think that's that the too. that is like one of the worst oh, okay. ones out there you'll have a brand new love for the first one <laughs> all right all right looking so, forward to it um a semi-adjacent award i have here is biggest disappointments um if you guys have something biggest disappointments mm. you can even kind of tie that to worst film too my biggest disappointment has got to be game of thrones season eight uh, okay. it's a pretty just, fair yeah, yeah. yeah just because of how sure. far it had fallen 
And I know everyone's just kind of like, well, you know, what was it? Six episodes. Everyone's just like, how are you going to tie this up in six episodes? And you could just tell it was rushed. It was put together. I know all the actors and the producers and directors are all just ready to be done with this whole series. But they really kind of, you know, gave the short stick to the fans and the fans are the ones who kind of made it get them this far. I can see that one. And I was glad on that podcast we talked a little Game of Thrones and then we transitioned right into Weekend at Yeah, Weekend at Bernie. So something to end on a positive note. Yeah. For me, it's tough because it has to do with expectation when you talk about biggest disappointment for you know i thought the spider-man movie i had some expectation going in yeah. i thought it was just fine mm-hmm. you know and that was a little bit of a bummer but to be fair i had i could no matter how much i tried to, to temper my expectation star wars right? all uh, right yeah we had to use yeah. at least star wars yeah, yeah just, we gotta go to it star had wars. so much to do the degree of difficulties high yes jj's back and yes, I was entertained and maybe in time I'll come to appreciate it. But the reality is like you did not stick the landing mm. and it, it feels like an incomplete trilogy. And even though there are parts of it that I really, really enjoy, it is a disappointment for me. Not, you know, it's a 6.0 on the Shawshank scale. It's not going to be on my disappointments list or anything. But in terms of like I pay the money, I sit in the chair, I'm ready for something to, to whisk me away to a galaxy far away. Eh. That's just and, fine. and that's fair. I'm yeah. not going to say that you're wrong. Like you know, you're a fan. We're all we're all kind of fans of Star Wars yeah, here fans, now, yeah. and and it makes sense. We you just wanna... hate all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the solidarity that we have. Uh, for me, I'm going to have to give it to us. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's too, a good one. Yeah. I, uh, I think I had a, a legitimate expectation going yes, in, yes. and little by little, each minute that went by, I was like, oh, I don't yeah. know. Jordan this Peele, he is an, a, fascinating. A, yeah, he's fascinating, fascinating director, a wonderful director, yeah, super artistic. Uh, Get Out was amazing, and I was expecting him, like, uh, him picking another horror movie, like, it has to be as good as Get Out or yeah. better. And I think we talked about it during that pod. Why stay with the horror movie when you just made, like, one of the greatest horror movies Yeah, ever? yeah, exactly. Maybe you should have just, at least for one film, changed genre and then come back and to that's, it. And that's what made it so disappointing, Go continuing that horror theme and then coming out with us it just brought it down for yeah. me so that movie will have to be my biggest disappointment i think that's a pretty good call I, I can ride with you on that one all right so our last award of the night and then we move on is best song so of course we do oh, a little a bit no of singing and, <laughs> I wake up oh my goodness I put on my makeup <laughs> I say, say a little prayer for you. Oh man! Forever and ever. It just keeps on going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to not know the words. <laughs> it's a classic. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> it is bump. so good. Yeah, there you go. Podcast fist bump. bump. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not close. <laughs> Uh, Although there's a lot of great moments and a lot of great songs. Tiny Dancer from Almost Tiny Dancer is really good. Yeah, Tiny Dancer is really good. But I think that's the winner. Yeah. I have one. uh, Crap. From the X-Files episode, Home. I was trying to pull up the name of it before. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking Um, about, but I don't know the name. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll get it. I'll get it. (laughs) Give me one second. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it's wonderful. wonderful. That's right. That's yeah, right. Okay, it's it's yeah. it's wonderful. And I say to myself, wonderful, wonderful. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> that one was pretty that's right, good. I forgot about that one. That's pretty <laughs> Which good. Which actually had to be a cover because they couldn't. I don't think they could get the rights for it or something. Yeah, so it had to be correct. technically just a cover. Good. So just as good. good. We didn't do it, but best romance is clearly if you don't count almost famous, it's Pretty Woman. Come on, Pretty Woman. Pretty yeah, I guess. Gerbils <laughs> in the butt. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yes, yes, and then it is. I was like, oh, there you go. That is. I was so happy we were doing a podcast on Pretty Woman, and then I listened to it. I was like, we spent 20 minutes on gerbils and butts? God. That's my favorite part. That's my favorite tangent. <laughs> my favorite. There you go. There you go, gerbils and butt. The sexual promiscuities, there it is. <laughs> oh, and then I can't remember what podcast episode it was, but we talked about how like Sylvester Stallone might have been like behind the yes. rumor. Yes. Like, oh, because they hated each other. Truman, Truman Show? Truman Show, yeah, maybe. I can't remember. So. One, one of the disappointments was Ad Astra. was a movie I was looking forward yeah. to. I know it's a smaller thing. But I think that, like, again, just a little bit too much for that movie. Yeah, I wasn't so. expecting too much for that yeah. one. I liked so, it, but, but you know, yeah. should have been better. So uh, move on to our next segment. Uh, we've got mail. So if you guys want to reach us for a listener question, you can do so at TalkingFlick at gmail.com. TalkingFlick at gmail.com. So I got an email here from Robert. So with the year Robert, over. thank you for the question. <laughs> so with the year over, what's next for a Talking Flick podcast? Probably I'm not in m- if I was, the podcast would be way better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more of the same. More of the same, I would say. Um, all we do indie films. Yeah. We all agree. indie films. Yeah. Because this year we kind of tried. We, we were we we're definitely experimenting a lot this yeah, year. Because we, we did we did brand new movies that were coming out. Yeah. We did older movies, you know, that were out for a while. Your cult classics, and we did some indie stuff too as well. I think a little more bit TV, TV would so. be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think more TV for sure. You know what I um, would say is, look, the viewers. Right, right to talkingflick.com. 
let us know what you want from us and maybe yeah. we'll adjust yeah that. yeah and I, I now that i got the respect of these two as like he a movie critic <laughs> who said that? now i'm gonna bring out some garbage movies <laughs> yeah thought, there you, you go thought ricky ho was bad <laughs> let's <laughs> dig into the trenches i'm bringing in some serious adult dramas i'm, I'm actually i want to i every want time to, you drop a ricky o sequel i'm gonna drop a spotlight <laughs> right on your face I, and i don't mind like they're good movies they're pandas good movies, godfather so. one <laughs> boom <laughs> but what i want to do is i want to expose these guys to a little more anime a little more cartoon oh man i got room in my life for that so i'd be okay so i've heard nothing but good things about one punch man and yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) all right so we'll move on to our next segment uh recommendations anything you guys want to recommend that you caught over the week or weekend I have two. I actually, this is recommendations for 2019. What came out in 2019 that I think you should watch? Parasite. If you haven't seen Parasite, I haven't. I've I almost heard of it. Put it yes, on I heard. Did not. It is a really good movie, and it's just a very. Um, it uh, made a lot of people's top ten list. Yeah, uh, your expectations going into it. Not a horror movie, right? Yeah, it's not a well. It, it has it shifts. It's kind of crazy. Mm. It kind of feels like a thriller at one point, and then it switches. Was that the one uh, you watched on Halloween night, or was that a different one? No, that was a different. That one. was different. Okay, yeah, all right. yeah. But uh, if you haven't seen it, it is a uh, foreign movie. It's Korean made, and uh, it's really good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, the the second thing is Demon Slayer. It finished. It came out this year, and it finished this year. It's an anime, and it was really good. Where do we really watch it? Um, I think it's on Hulu or or, uh, or um, Netflix. But let me double check this. But it's how many really episodes good. are we talking about? Um, six hundred twenty-four. Oh <laughs> I think twenty-four episodes. Twenty-four and, is a lot. Old school. But it's twenty minutes. Like you know, twenty. Oh, that's, so that's, that's, oh, so that's that's short. So so, uh, if you haven't checked it out. Um, I don't know. You can probably fire, find it on like Fire Stick or something. You've got the internet. <laughs> you know how to work it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're listening um, to us. So. <laughs> but definitely it's on Crunchyroll. You mean Crunchy how I watch Roll. Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> it's on. It's definitely on Crunchyroll or Funimation or any of the anime sites or something. But uh, I'll put it up on Twitter if you can't find it. Yeah, stick a link on there for us. For sure. Mm. I, I didn't get a lot of time, you know, with the holidays and stuff to see anything too new, but I finally got around to Marriage Story. Okay. Mm. And I'm still proud processing it's gonna be in my top 10 of the year i just don't know exactly where yet Mm -hmm. but it is super heartbreaking it is incredible performances by scarlett johansson and adam driver very earnest uh earnest screenwriting by noah bombach not noah emmerich from the truman show but noah bombach who did the squid and the whale which is also a divorce movie and i saw that movie theater i remember thinking man that's heartbreaking but i don't connect to the characters Mm -hmm. this one i connect to them Anybody who's ever broken up with anybody can connect to these two. And to see it like in real time and to, for it to be so honest uh, makes it kind of get under your skin. It's not an easy watch. I doubt it's super rewatchable, but it's on Netflix and it's definitely better than The Irishman. Uh, and it's worth your time. Yeah. So Noah Baumbach's uh, Marriage Story, I think, is going to have a presence at the Oscars. I agree with most of the critics on it, and I would give it a pretty high rating. And if you go to realwatchability.com in a week or so, you'll probably see where it falls on the list. Mm-hmm. Those dramas, those hardcore dramas it's are always hard. tough. They're always it, tough there's to do a rewatch. There, yeah, and yeah. There's entertainment. It's about 214, I think, something like that. But it's it's not an easy watch. Okay. This movie or The Breakup with Rich Vaughn and uh, Jennifer this Aniston? This movie, not close. No, okay. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, definitely. No. <laughs> so uh, definitely, I finished up uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, so it's all done now. So they just came out eight, eight episodes. So um, I would say, I think even just with fans in general, fans are really liking The Mandalorian. Give us too, a basic well. on the ending. What's the ending like? Like just cliffhanger? Um, or is it... I think the ending is actually satisfying. There's a little bit of a cliffhanger, but it is a specifically fan-based cliffhanger, and it has Crap. to do specifically right. with Mandalorian lore in general with Star Wars. Gotcha. Um, although there are still a couple episodes in this that I think are a little slow that could definitely be picked up. I do kind of like and kind of don't like that they play around with the minutes. Like some episodes are 38 minutes, some episodes are that, 48 that was minutes, a little bit 45, weird 50, yeah. you know, so they kind of go a little all some over the place, Some of the shorter ones mind. felt like Star Trek episodes. Yeah. And I don't, I like Star Trek, but it didn't feel quite right yeah. with Star Wars. Yeah, some, some of them, though, I'm just like, I want more in this. Me you know, too, yeah. you know, as far as, like, the time length goes. But it's not bad that a show wants you wanting more. But with this, it definitely does, you know, because there's a bunch of different directors that take, you know, Helm on as far as the episodes which go. Which I like, generally you can, speaking. You can tell which directors are kind of directing what. 
Um, but like Taiki the last does the last. yeah, he's the last <laughs> one, I believe. But that last episode is very good. It's well it? worth, okay. yeah, that episode. Yeah, that so last, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the last episode is definitely very good. It's got some great action. It's got some good storytelling in it too, as well. Although I think they could speed up a little bit of extra stuff in some of those episodes. It's well worth the watch. Uh, second thing I caught for a rewatch was uh, American Vandal. So mm-hmm. that okay. is right. a very good show. So it is hilarious. It's only two seasons. It, Netflix cancels it after the second season. It's only two seasons long that it ran for. Um, and basically with the story of American Vandal, each episode is only about 20 minutes long and it's only eight seasons or it's what only eight episodes about? long. I, I missed that. So, <laughs> Give us the basic. Uh, I don't want to go pitch. too far into it because we are running <laughs> a little over, but with American Vandal, is a mockumentary style as far as with these teenagers where they do an investigation at their school and they investigate in their school with this one guy. Um, and this guy, he's like kind of a character actor. You recognize him from like other things too, as well. If you ever watch Blue Mountain State, he was Dick Dog in Blue Mountain State and so okay. in right. the Blue Mountain State movie. Um, but basically, these teenagers who are into film and they're making a mockumentary, they're investigating this guy named Dylan. Who is being accused of spray painting dicks on oh, all the teachers' okay, dad's okay. cars <laughs> That's and right. causing right. over a hundred thousand dollars worth, worth of damage? I thought that didn't it look is too good. so worth your time. Okay. It is hilarious. Okay. Seasons, so huh? yeah, it's only two seasons. How many episodes in the season? About eight uh, episodes per season, and the right, and the, right. the episodes are only about twenty-ish minutes. So okay. it's really not long at all. Give the first episode a watch. It's funny. It's hilarious. The first season is really good. It's it's actually got some really good storytelling with it too. All right. Um, and the second season is definitely really good, and there's a lot of mystery involved with it. Okay. Also, Netflix put out so much good. content. I think it came out what 2017 yeah. or something like that. Um, I do remember when they were yeah. pitching it. So now that you refresh my memory, but there's so much stuff Netflix put out. I was like, this can't be good. It it won some. Kind of by the way, it actually it won. Can't be good. Yeah, I know, I know, and it's weird, but it actually won. I think some critical acclaim Did and it? some okay. awards too as well. Really? And is so it, does okay. it break the fourth wall? I know I kept saying no. It does not break the fourth wall at all. Okay, it's so it's, it's completely self contained and everything, okay. and it's it's a fun ride. It's funny, right. like it's really Correct. funny. Twenty I minute episodes, I could probably ride. For that. Like uh, I know you don't like teenagers, but hate like them. it's I it's always funny. have. I do. Yeah, <laughs> just as long teenagers. as bad things happen to them. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's funny. It's well worth the watch. But all right. uh, you mean the people that love Joker? <laughs> nah, yeah, I think the people like Joker. It's funny. It's a comedy, and so. But that's all we got for you for this episode. Real quick, I want to say Demon Slayer is on Hulu. Okay, and it's twenty. Six episodes, okay. twenty six, and they're like twenty four minutes long. How long is it? How many seasons? Like two or three? It's or? just one season. Oh, it's just one season. Yeah, okay, right so now. Like yeah, one season, twenty four episodes. Okay, twenty four episodes. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but I, I could probably get into. So uh, next week, we're not sure what we're doing yet. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll put it on Twitter. You can oh, follow yeah. us on Flick <laughs> underscore Talking. So, <laughs> uh, but Ryan, where can we find you at? Hey, if you like listening to my voice, or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Hashtag or those wherever you download podcasts. Uh, if you just want to follow me, you can find me at on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. You can always find me at RealWatchability.com with the top 10 movies of the year. I will be doing an Oscar preview probably two, three weeks away from that. And I will probably at some point uh, comment or write a whole article on Marriage Story on Twitter at RealWatch. And as just want to briefly say thanks to these guys. Thanks to Tyler from Talking Flick and producer Ryan for putting up with me. It's been a pleasure <laughs> talking movies all year, and I look forward to 2020. 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Much of the same. More tangents, more garbage. We'll see how we feel in March. So. Serious films to the case. I'm bringing up the basket. All right. As always, we're Talking Flick. You can find us over here on Twitter, Flick underscore Talking. You can reach to us, TalkingFlick at gmail.com. TalkingFlick at gmail.com. And if you really like this show you want to help support you can become a Patreon to help us give you more content too as well. If you're going to <laughs> rate us. And if you're going to rate us, please do so on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you're listening to us. Five stars. Start at five. Start at five. Yeah. Two. We'll start at five. Like, start at five. We'll take anything. <laughs> Highlight five and then determine how you feel and just go down from there. All right. But <laughs> no start at five. So start at five. And definitely a big thank you to our listeners who listen to us every Absolutely. single week. We really appreciate it that we have listeners. <laughs> I'm shocked. Honestly, I know. I'm genuinely I didn't, surprised. I didn't think we'd get this far, but we have <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but thank you. Tell your friends and family about us too, as well. So finish the show, Ryan. Hey. That was 2019. <laughs> we'll see you in 2020. That was perfect. Holy that was good. Single edit. <laughs> yeah.